0: This is the Becoming a Better Man podcast, where men come to get over themselves so they can get to the next level for their health, wealth, and relationships in ways we never thought possible before, doing it together as one. I appreciate you doing that and and also appreciate your time, um, especially with the time, time difference. So,
1: um, yeah, man, <laughs> <cool>.
0: <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, mainly the thing is, is just like, I mean, you came like really highly recommended to, to connect with from, from Ben McClellan and, uh, yeah. And I think we touched on that a little bit, and he was just kind of like, you know, I think you guys uh, would really just kind of, of mesh well um, based on your your outlooks on things, your experiences, um, and just kind of the way that that you guys tend to present yourselves. And uh, and sure enough, like having kind of friend requested you a couple months ago now, um, it's it's definitely come true. And and Ben's always a stand up guy, and so any recommendation he makes, like I, I tend to honor it and and believe it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he is. He's a he's a great guy. He really is. Um, having uh, obviously having been under him as a coach um, and being under his sort of leadership and mentorship for a while there, it was just it, it allowed me to see a different way of doing things. Um, it sort of gave me a bit of permission, in a sense, to be able to do things the way I want to do them. He was the first person that said to me, "I think Pat, what you what you're doing, you know." just do it, man, it has got to make you happy. You've got to be able to do what you want to do and achieve the things you want to achieve. And you don't have to go for these huge numbers that, you know, that seem to be pushed a lot in the space. You can, you can, you can go for the things that you want. And that sort of, it's funny. We, we shouldn't need permission, but I guess we, we pay for it sometimes, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, we definitely do.
0: And it's like, you know, you with to that point you said, you know, be able to do what you want. Um, and, and I think even like a, a sub point to that is be able to do it how you want, you know, like in the way that feels best to you, uh, because in my experience anyway, like that's when things start to really come together, you know, in a last yeah. way anyway, where there's some fulfillment to it internally, instead of just like, sweet, I checked another box. Now what?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's true, man. It really is true. I mean, it's funny because when you're up against it, when you've got the pressure, when you've got pressure of any any type of success or any type of thing you have to go for, you know, let's just, let's just say you're in a business and you need to, you need to think to make money. Let's just use that pressure because we can all kind of relate to that at some point. Um, you know, the pressure is what, you know, um, is what sort of keeps you focused that, that changes though once you solve your problem and and the pressure goes away. Uh, And then you have a situation where, okay, so what was driving me constantly, you know, sometimes it can be happening for years subconsciously. Now that driver is no longer there. Now what do you do now? How do you keep choosing to move forward? You know, Uh, how do you reset that? Um, and, and I, a lot of people never get to, reset that. They never get to figure it out. And they go two steps forward. They find a bit of peace. They find a bit of relaxation and they love that relaxation and they stay there. And then six months later, or, or even two years later, they're back in the same position where they're up against it again, that financial pressure, you know, and it's just not a, not a way to live life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I found too, is that when you're, when you're acting with a sense of urgency, um, it tends to just reek of desperation and, and people. Is- yeah.
1: There's that too. Yeah. <laughs> there's that too.
0: <laughs> because for some reason, like people as oblivious as we might want to characterize, you know, just people in general as uh, I like, we've got this crazy innate ability to pick up on bullshit and to pick up on, you know, when somebody try what's somebody's got a motive here and right. You know, I'm just going to go the opposite direction because I, I smell it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And our, our our BS detectors are more and more finely tuned, you know, as more and more time goes on. Yeah. What's the deal with your podcast? Can we, can we swear on your podcast? What's the language warning like?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, that's, that's the thing, man. It's about keeping it real. You know, a lot of us, uh, you know, a lot of guys and especially guys that are like, you know uh ambitious they have they have goals like big goals and they want to accomplish things you know and, and make an impact and and, uh, and achieve things that they might have never otherwise thought they could achieve like years ago um yeah you know there's this this uh a sense of feeling like you can only do that if you behave just like what the prototypical successful person is, you know, and that's the person that, right, you know, my myself, like I'm I'm a licensed doctor of physical therapy, you know, physio. Yep. Uh in you know Aussie terms. Yeah, physio. <laughs> so, you know, like we were just indoctrinated with professionalism, professionalism, professionalism. And there was never really like a um a, a an outline of what those qualities were other than does what they're told, keeps their mouth quiet, speaks when spoken to. And, and that just like, to me, I think that just kind of further perpetuates the flaws in the education system in general to where it's just kind of like, you know, we want you to want more for yourself, but we're never going to teach you how. And, you know, in, in, yeah. in, the podcast, like, that's what I try to, to appeal to people is that, you know, like, man, it took me hitting just a bunch of shit to finally realize that like, okay, me trying to do it everybody else's way and not yeah. showing up as myself was really, really putting me in a dark space. Um, you know, not just professionally, but personally. And I realized like, you know what, I'm just going to be authentic. And it's crazy how much practice and and like outside help and therapy and counseling and stuff. It took me to learn how and who the authentic version of Jason Wright was. And so Mm,
1: like, if that means showing
0: up and cussing on a podcast, then fuck who cares? (laughs) Yeah. That's it.
1: Yeah. That's, it, it, with that professional, you, you mentioned something there. With that professional kind of like be professional, uh, over and over that type of stuff. When, when did it? When did something sort of start triggering in your mind that you need that that that, that path is not working right, working out for you?
0: Yeah, I think it took. Um, you know, it took me getting into my first job as a clinician, like brand new grad, uh, fresh out of school, and um, you know somebody would would come in and they like, you know you know, cause obviously people come in, especially the clinic in pain, right? There's some kind of pain, whether it's a physical pain, that's turned into an emotional pain, right? Or vice versa. And, and like, they're not just coming in like robots, just like, Hey, this started hurting yesterday. I want to get rid of it. Uh, so that way it doesn't get worse. It never happens that way. It was always like, this has been going on for six months, for six years, 16 years, whatever. And uh, mm. by, by that point it's affected, uh, their, their own self-worth, their own positivity and outlook, their depression, their relationships, their job performance, their relationships with their kids. And so like people would come in and they would just like really be down. And I don't know if there's, there's this ability for some of us more than others to just really just pick up on that, like instantly. But I noticed Mm. that about myself. And I used to hate that about myself. I used to try and go the opposite direction, just like strictly business, super competitive, um, just let's get the job done and improve myself and on to the next goal. And, and I noticed like in that responsibility, I was like, man, like sometimes they don't need me to just sit here and try and fix their pain. Like some of these people just wanted to come in and be listened to. And, and like, hmm. that, would, that would be kind of frowned upon. And, uh, because it's not productive, right? Like I'm not hitting a, a quota in terms of how much I'm billing right. insurance that day. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like I, it, it could obviously culminate into part of the examination, but like, the way they built the exam codes, it's just one code, it's not timed. So if I spent most of my time doing more of the examination, less of the treatment, then you know, the the business took a hit. So I, I started just getting really fed up with trying to pe- treat people like numbers. Um, because like maybe it also culminated in the same time in my life where I was trying to undergo this transformation, because something just didn't feel right. And I felt like uh-huh. I needed to, to figure out really more of, of who I really am. And how do I step into that role? Because the role that I've been playing for so long felt like it had played out. And, uh, and it was time for, you know, like a, sh- like a TV show, like that character's role had ended and it was time to step into a new role. And, um, it, you know, it just kind of felt like being that, that very, um, uh, stone faced, uh, almost a personality, like just zero personality, uh, and, and being yeah. a machine, just didn't vibe with me anymore. And, and some people, like when I sat there and listened to them, I was like, dude, this feels good. You know, like this feels more aligned with maybe who I'm supposed to be. And, and I, and I stepped into that and I realized like, okay, this is uh, this whole professional thing doesn't work because like, I never would air my business to the patients. Like I'd let them do it, but I'd relate to them. And I would just be like, man, that sucks. And, but like you wouldn't hear a clinician mm. using, you know, words like that sucks or trying to, you are supposed to steer it back to the problem. What's the problem? What's the problem? And just like, I don't know. It just, I uh, maybe, and I've always had a problem with authority. I think, um, <laughs> you know, like if you're going to tell me to do something, like, I just want to do it the opposite way just to, just to show you, like, you can't tell me, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wonder if something, if something, you know, did, did something break for you to sort of realize, the, the the new path that you were able to sort of find yourself on?
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, honestly, like I, I got into, you know, cause I was, I was reading your, your background uh, with, with filling out for the the appointment and the interview, you know, uh, yeah. I, I hit a point where like I, I'd had some depression things, you know, like probably late teens. Um, and I, and I brushed it off after a few months cause I was like, you know, I can, I can work myself out of this. I can work myself out of this. And it was just like, fake forced positivity. Um, and then like, it always, mm. fin- it always finds a resurface, you know, like whatever we try to sweep under the rug, we end up tripping over the mountain after a while, uh, because it's right in the middle of the floor and we can't just walk over. Yeah. Anymore, right? yeah. And it, I think it came to a head where, you know, I was, I was in a relationship that, uh, for years I was trying to deny, to deny that it was just, it played out and it didn't have a, a long term, right. um, picture as much as I wanted to make it that way. Um, and so I was wrestling, I think with a lot of things internally, like, am I even doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I with who I'm supposed to be with? Am I the person I'm supposed to be forever? And, um, and I think it was just all coming to a head at the same time. And I was using my job and those responsibilities as a a career to run away and hide behind and it just, it made, right. it made it worse, you know, losing sleep at night, um, just, you know, not eating well, not taking care of myself. And, you know, next thing you know, the depression was back and, and I needed to find something different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Depression is an interesting thing. Uh, it was me, I was talking to someone just before, actually, like literally 15 minutes before we got on the call. And, um, and, you know, she said to me, and she's a friend of mine and she said, uh, Pat, I'm, 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 I've realized that I'm actually depressed right now. And I'm like, that's the, the first, one of the biggest major thing as someone who's uh, dealt, dealt with and been under the weight of depression most of my teens and my 20s um, until I sort of figured a few things out. Um, the, the smartest sort of the beginning step is when you can, when you would just simply acknowledge it and go, oh, oh, okay, that's what that is. I'm, I'm depressed right now. Because that kicks off. Um, so many subconscious things in our brain to start solving the problem, right? Um, but if you can't acknowledge that, you know, oh, I'm depressed right now, then you go into um, coping mode instead. So instead of solving mode, you go into coping mode, you know, and I don't know, it was just, it, it's just interesting that a lot of the world's feeling a lot of pain right now, you know, as much as this entrepreneurial, um, especially in the marketing world, man, I just see so much bullshit about, about um, you know, looking at your goals for 2021, don't look at 2020 as if it was bad. Um, and I, And I look at it and it makes me furious because there are millions and millions of people whose lives have been, like drastically affected in a negative way. And if you don't have empathy for that as a person, like I I don't want to really, I don't want to have you in my life because, you know, th- there's a lot of pain that's happened. So in order to deal with that pain and understand that pain and be empathetic towards it and then start finding solutions and then start figuring out ways to move forward and and to bring more happiness and to help more people solve more problems and all the good stuff that we really want to do, I think it starts with, you know, realizing that, okay, I'm depressed. Okay. What do I do now? How do I fix it? You know, and, and we know that we know the stuff to do. You know, what do you do? You got to talk to people. You got to find someone you can share with. You got to, um, maybe you're, maybe you're, you, maybe you, you come, you, you come back to life because you've got a book that you read, or maybe your thing is, I don't know, to, to go into the woods and just, and just hang out, and meditate, or maybe it's, maybe for you, it's, um, you know, it's exercise or whatever that thing is that you do that know that you know um, nudges you out of that groove. You know, um, then you start doing more of that stuff and you start solving your problem of depression. Um, sure, many times also you, you may need to have um, you know pharmaceutical um, help. Which is which is cool, it's fine, it's how the body works, but there's many things we do, you know we do, especially as people who want to achieve things in our life. We know that we can turn our brains on, and we know that we can make ourselves do things that are extraordinary, so therefore, when we are unwell and we're not feeling good and we're feeling bad, the same thing applies. We know we can actually make our brains bring us back out of those dark places. Um, yeah, it's a great, it's a great topic, man, especially right now, especially what's going on right now. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> um, you, yeah. Know, you know, I was, I was thinking about, you know, just some of the points you were making and, and obviously just, um, and, I, and I'll give you a chance here to kind
1: of talk about your backstory, but, um, you know, kind of, hey, we don't have to talk about my backstory. That's totally fine, man. We can do whatever you want to do. Um, totally. I, when I filled out that, when I, when I was sort of giving you some, um, some paragraphs and stuff, I, I hadn't really thought about that much. And I was like, what which direction do we want to go here? You know, do which direction do we want to go? I don't really know. I'll just be open and vulnerable and uh, and see what happens. So that's what we've got. That's what that's where we start as a starting point.
0: Yeah. No, I I love it, man, because that's that's the whole thing. You know, the majority of my episodes are me just like talking into my headphones. Um as I, you know, walk outside or drive in the car or wander around my apartment. But um, you know, when I when I choose my interview. Um, candidates and guests, uh, it's because I, I really want, uh, people to see that, especially people that either are successful, um, business owners or entrepreneurs, or they're aspiring, right. right. To, be, to be able to see either a, I'm not alone, you know, to feel like I've got some kind of fucked up shit in my head sometimes yeah. about myself yeah. and I'm trying to mask it with success or Um, those same problems are actually what's holding me back from success. And so to be able to show people that like, look, there, there are people who are accomplishing, you know, some really meaningful things and they've got their own shit they're battling with too. Like, it's not like you, you hit the certain revenue quota uh, or a certain client number. And all of a sudden just all your problems go away and you feel totally, perfect about yourself and you feel super confident and you feel like you've got no more problems that you had in the past. They're all gone and everything's just, you wake up and you live this lavish lifestyle every day and you know, you go to bed and it's repeat uh, forever. Uh, so that's, that's what yeah. I like about, you know, guys like yourself, you know, cause cause something that you had said, you know, uh, you know, you've, you've had some depression, uh, battles, you know, you've had some, some dark spots in your life from what I've gathered. And, you know, f- for you to be able to show that like, man, now you're a person because it talked to me about this, because I can relate to it. And maybe I'm projecting, maybe I'm not, is that, you know, when you've had a childhood, um, that's, that's full of abuse, whether it be overt or covertly, um, right. you, You tend to go into almost like a pleasing mode, you know, to where you become consumed with just trying to make other people happy because yeah because you're not happy with yourself. And so seeing somebody else's happiness is almost kind of like, okay, I can, I can feel better because I'm doing something good. And it's, it's a weird, it's a weird trap to get into. And then, you know, you, you, you bury your, your true self, I think, deeper and deeper under that, that identity of, you know, because then you develop, you know, I, in my experience, I thought like, okay, now I've developed a, a pretty good sense of humor as a result of, of that shit, I developed some pretty good, yeah. you know, some talents, you know, like somehow I became like a, you know, pretty decent vocal uh, performer and, and, things that I could get attention for that weren't about this shit yeah. that I was trying to hide, you know, right. and, or like, how could I get in really, yeah, exactly. Shit? Yeah. <laughs> but for you, you know, like what, you yeah, said, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, what you, what you said was that, um, you know, for, for people to be able to, to recognize that they're depressed is the biggest step. And and something that's really key, I think, in your growth um, is how you said, you know, like, if if people are, are those, you know, almost like toxic positivity type of folks, you know, like block out 2020, it never right. happened. It's, it's always looking forward, you know, for you to say, like, I don't want those people in my life. Like, how big of a shift had to happen for you to go from probably really worried about what other people thought and keeping them happy to you know what I'm very selective now, and you've got to pass the the test to be able to be in my life.
1: That's a really good question. It's a great thought actually it's a great observation um, I think it comes down to a lot of understanding your own understanding just how 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 little and how precious my our time is how precious our energy is and our positivity, our ability to be positive and optimistic. I'm an optimistic person, but I like to, you know, to ground that in realism. Um, I mean, I don't know where I read this, but I remember reading it years ago and it was about, you need to protect yourself from toxic people. And the argument that was being made, which blew my mind at the time, but now it's like, it seems obvious. Um, And it was, even, you know, how far would you go to defend that, even if it was your own mother? If your own mother was toxic in your life, would you, you, you know, would you purposely create some space between the two of you? And and that's, to me, that's a massive one, because what, what would you do, you know? And it forces you to think, well, Why? How important am I? How important is my time? How important are my thoughts? And, and once you've battled through some really tough shit and once you've, you've taken some, you've taken some hits (laughs) and you've had to drag yourself and you've had to find something from deep down to, to get up and get moving. Once you've done that and you see, you see people like chipping away at pieces of it on you. No not interested. Um and I saw you know your own value. I know my value. I know I trust myself. Um I trust myself to be able to have the goods when I need them. Um I trust myself to be able to deal with, un- with 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 circumstances that I can't foresee and I trust myself that I'm going to be able to to deal with it and have a great time and enjoy my life. What damages that stuff? What erodes that stuff? It's that toxic stuff. It's that narcissism. It's manipulation. It's all these types of things. And once you can see that color or that shade or that that smell, once you can see it, um, it becomes pretty obvious everywhere, you know. Um, And that sort of, yeah, I I think that goes back to, um, you know, just going through coming out of, you know, childhood trauma, stuff like that. Um, manipulators, people who hide things and then you fall for it. Next thing you know, you're in a relationship with someone who's doing the same thing to you because you're trying to look for approval and, uh, and then you're being used and then, and then you see these patterns evolve in your own life where, okay, my fault. i got myself in that situation. You know, i, I Sure some bad things were done to me or some unfair things were done to me, but I put myself in that situation and then tracing it back and realizing that that stuff happened before you were really thinking before you were making your own decisions and, um, and then making your peace with that and coming to a place where you can forgive. Forgiveness is an interesting topic because being brought up in a religious i would say almost cult like situation but um a fundamental religious background i'm not quite sure of your own background man yeah right so being brought up in that and seeing some crazy stuff happening and seeing a lot of division um as a younger as, as a younger kid and then and then you know some abuse stuff went on and then years went past and uh and, and i remember I remember some some people came back into my life when I was sort of like early mid mid teens mid teens yeah, and just seeing them triggered all these all these memories that came back, and then I then and then it started to become real and I started to understand why I I had this negative thing going on and this and this overwhelming pressure and this desire to always try and uh you know be a certain way. And so this stuff, this stuff that was brought up from my childhood, it brought me to a point where I I, I you know, there was like a suicide attempt um off a f off a fucking cliff to be of all things. And one of my school friends, she, yeah, man, I, I remember just going, oh, I, this is just too much pressure. I can't, I can't if I reveal these things, way too many of the people who are important to me are gonna have big parts of their lives shattered. And, you know, in hindsight, I, I understood that, but at the time I didn't, it was just pain. But I remember a man standing there, arms out, like, like just sort of standing there leaning over the edge of this cliff and I, and I leant out, I was done. And my friend, she grabbed me with two, from behind with two arms and bring me back over. Right. And I remember, <laughs> so and I was like, oh, Holy shit. Now she told somebody who who told somebody and then it got out and then, um, and then, and then I was, and then, and then that sort of came to the surface. Through that, legal stuff took place, dealing with the police, dealing with you know the types of nasty things that can happen to kids, and um, and, and sort of revealing all that stuff. Then going through counselors, then going through psychotherapists, and then trying to process stuff and understanding why I had a, a, a painkiller addiction since I was in primary school. Like, what the fuck is going on there? Not understanding why. Um, and just going all the way through and then sleeping, you know, sleeping tablets, there's an addiction, there's addictions there because you don't sleep. You ask anybody who hasn't slept very well for a long time and, and you could try a lot of stuff, right. Um, and then antidepressants and then antipsychotics and then all different types of things in and out of the system. And, and, um, and, and as I said, sort of through all of that being, having an ability myself personally, um, I was, I was a, a vocalist and I was able to sort of. I was able to sing my way through my late teens and, uh, and, and, most of most of my twenties and, um, and have an extraordinary experience there and getting some crazy stuff, but there's a lifestyle that comes with that. Right. And, uh, and when you're, and when you're covering up shit and you're dealing with a lot of grief and pain and anger, um, you can, you can really use that lifestyle to your advantage and people say, you know, um, sex, drugs, rock and roll, whatever, it doesn't work. It doesn't lead anywhere. And I'm like, bullshit! it really does work. It's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. But ultimately, ultimately, um, you sort of come out the other end and, and, and you start thinking, okay, well, where do I want to be next? Do I have, do I have the components that I need within me that are going to get me to where I want to be? You know, um, and that was a, that was a really sort of a, that's sort of something that I, I carry through to me with me right now till this very moment right now. I'm always thinking about that. Um, but getting out of a place of getting out of a lot of that, and I, I think I, I mentioned to you what, what sort of changed a lot for me and 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 put me on a much better path, much better path. What changed a lot for me was fantastical thinking, magical thinking. Um, You know, people like supernatural, believing mystical stuff, believing things that have no, that that have a, a distinct lack of evidence. I think that kind of thinking puts you on a path where you don't know where to assign blame. You don't know where to assign the reason why something happened because you can say, well, this happened. Maybe it was because of God. Maybe it was because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Maybe someone's upset with me. Maybe someone's angry with me. And I think that type of fantastical thinking, it, it makes you susceptible to bad ideas and to bad belief systems. And when you start stripping those away one by one and you start realizing, oh, I'm, res- I'm responsible. I can change shit holy fuck. Right. Okay. So the reason that happened was because of this. Gotcha. And I set that up. Right. I can change that. I can change this. There's a famous, I don't know, do you, do you familiar with Jim Ron? Yeah. He's got, he like, man, some of his stuff is amazing. And he has that quote, if you will change, everything will change for you what what a what a sentence what a, what a bunch of words put in one in one particular order that that, that is incredible you know life altering stuff um yeah man we went on a little bit of a tangent there but um yeah. all good
0: all good no i think that's i think that's great because um you know uh, kind of along that vein, you know, talking about, about change and stuff like that. Like, there's a few other, um, quotes that have really just resonated at different points. I think when I needed them in the last few years was just like, you know, whatever you're not changing, you're choosing. Uh, and man, there's so much truth to that. Like, like, because, because people don't want to, and I've been guilty of this too. Like when you're in the thick of it, you don't want to look at it that way. Right. You want to assign blame. You want to be able to think like, it's not, it's, I have no power over this.
1: Like this is being done to me. And, but like, when you get tough. And that's victim and that's victim mentality. And that means that you've, you've probably been manipulated and all these types of things. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's and it's wild how, um, you know, there's there's some of us and and I think you and I are included in this, that some people that have been victimized, manipulated, um, used in in many ways for so long, like you get to the point where you're just like, I'm tired of this shit. You know, like this. Yeah. Whatever my thought process is about trying to rationalize and accept this like it's not working. So I need to go the other direction. And so being it, but some of the people that are the most staunch um, believers in their own power and their own abilities and their own responsibility for no matter what's happened to them, like you play, you played a role. Um, Some people that are the biggest proponents for that are sometimes I think the people that have been hurt the most by somebody else's shit. And, and just being able to get through that is like, even still like there's times, uh, you know, I've, I've had friends, family, uh, even therapists and stuff talk to me and just like, dude, your growth has been tremendous. And it blows my mind because I still feel like, um, you know, yeah, I've come a long way, but like you still face this crap almost on a daily
1: basis in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I think back, it's funny because the more, the more I simplify, like with my business now, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of looking at things in, in the lens of eighty twenty. How can I eighty twenty everything, right? Because when you do realize, holy shit, times times is moving, okay, um, and, and energy. You know, I only have a certain amount of energy every day. I've only got a certain amount of discipline. That I can sort of deploy every day before it needs to be recharged overnight. I only have a certain amount, and when you start realizing these precious resources, um, you know, you start to think differently and you start to understand things differently. Um, the The focus of 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 eighty twenty came to me really um, through trying to understand how to push, how to how to dig how to dig a family business out of a uh, quarter of a million in a hole, right? And how to do that, how to do that um, with no real marketing assets, no real, like no real capacity. How, to, how the hell do you do that? Um, and when there's, there's a lot at stake and that, and that's sort of what what took me down this path of like, <sighs> How do how do we take this shit seriously? How do we actually really achieve? What do I got? To, what what beliefs do I have to just trash and burn? What understandings about how how the world works do I have to get rid of? You know, and then you look at yourself in the mirror and you start taking yourself seriously. And you, go, it's something something so simple. I I had this belief about myself that we owned a business and we had a warehouse, and this warehouse, of course, you need a forklift. And for me, being the lead singer in almost every musical thing that I was part of, I'm like, I'm no fucking forklift driver. Now, just saying that I wouldn't admit that, right? Because I'll do anything I have to do to make things succeed. Cause I tell myself that bullshit, but really we had this business. And for like 10 years, I never learned how to drive the forklift and I would wait purposely for someone else to do it. I'm like, I, I'm not doing that. Now, when we were, when we had to find this and solve this problem in a short space of time, we're like, well, what's it going to take? What type of people are going to have to be to be able to achieve that? I mean, I had to fire all my staff. I had to get rid of all the people that were working for us. And we were down to like a team of just, you know, myself, my brother and, um, and one or two part-time staff. And so I'm like, okay, I know what this is going to mean. This is going to mean that I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to learn how to do the forklift. Okay. I'm going to have to learn to do some stuff that I don't want to do. I'm going to have to throw myself and figure out how to use social media I'm gonna figure out. I'm gonna have to figure out how to do, um, you know, how 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 marketing works. I am to have to figure this shit out, and um, so you make a study of it. You know, you can't do that if you're if you're if you're fighting um, bullshit belief systems. You, you just can't do that. You have to cast everything aside you have to strip everything all these garbage beliefs that you've got about what's possible you have to strip them down and throw them away and burn them and then you get to a point where you're fast and you're nimble and you wake up and you can achieve extraordinary amounts in a short space of time and then you can pack so much into your days we're able to do some crazy things now my life now is not like that my life now dude i made a decision that i wanted to um I made a decision when I sort of I I, I I traveled a little bit with my with my band and I traveled a bit with my, my music and um I got to see you know just recording in different in different places of the world and um and hanging out with some people who were sort of considered to be like our our, our gods the people that we would love to be working with and incredible bands incredible musicians and producers um and writers and I got to be in a place where um I saw what, what, what this, what success, you know, if I keep going this path, I see what success has done to almost everybody. I see behind the curtain and it changed something in me. And I was like, Holy crap. Um, and I, and, I let it go. I got, I got to the point where I was as, as good as I would ever be. I, you know, my talent, my, my craft, my skill, as good as I could possibly be after all these years of working at this thing. And I decided to let it go and I just walked away. And, um, and, and because of that, I tell that story because that was how I was, I was getting my travel adventures in. That was how I was doing that. Right. So then I decided I'm not going to do that anymore. And, um, and, uh, you know, I, I I find myself in a situation where I haven't done much for a couple of years. I haven't, you know, my music has always been the thing that takes me to new places and meets new people and does stuff. My music would take me and do those things. I'm not doing that anymore. So I found myself in a place where I'm like, fuck it. I got to, I got to make some changes. I read some interesting books. I bought myself a box of books for Christmas and I, and I read a book about a guy who traveled the world and tried to get a stamp in every country. And I thought, gee, I, I've, I would love to travel, but my path for that was music and I don't know what I'm going to do. So I made a simple little thing, a simple little, um, agreement to myself. And it was like, okay, let's say we could do it right now. So now we're in, we're in January. Let's say by, by new year's Eve, wherever I am in the world, what handful of stuff would I be pretty happy with myself if I'd achieved? One of those things was to spend at least now coming from Australia, right? To spend at least one full week out of the country, that's that. Is a, there's there's hurdles, man, because um, it costs you a few thousand dollars to get out of the country. Number one, it takes you time to go anywhere out of the country, right? So it is a couple. Oh, there's no short trips, right? So that became a thing that I wanted to do. I just wanted to do one week anyway, I, and I I had to do it in. I think I did it in two trips. Um, I got to the end of the year. That I thought that was awesome. All right, I'm gonna double it next year. So next year I was like any opportunity, two full weeks. Following year. Double it again, four, four weeks. Now, when you've got a business with staff and you, and you're doing this and you've decided i'm not, I'm no longer being driven by trying to escape the pain of financial frust- financial frustration. I'm no longer being driven by that. Now I'm being driven by I see goals as like anchors that you throw out into the future. I throw this goal out into the future of like how fucking sick would it be to spend a, an entire month out of the country and just traveling and doing doing different things. That sounds like it would be a cool thing to do. I'd love to have that this year. Great. So I've thrown this anchor out into the future, and now I start to see opportunities through that lens, and it just sort of drags me forward. I'm not pushing. I'm not stressing. It's not uh, – I'm not like uh, trying to prove anything to anybody. And so also with that comes you just seem to enjoy life a hell of a lot more. Um, and then the following year was eight weeks, right? Eight weeks, eight weeks out of the country with a business. How am I going to do that? The final year where everything fucking broke was 16. How am I going to do 16 weeks out of the country? How am I going to do it with staff and a business all the rest of it? And it forces you to think, well, how am I going to position my company? How am I going to, how am I going to run stuff? How am I going to, it forces you to really think about things. How am I, you know, do I get, Should I I keep my apartment down by the waterfront if I'm not going to be there for 16 weeks? What am I going to do? How am I going to do things? So by shaping things around what you actually want and looking at opportunities through achieving what you actually want, the choices become quicker and easier and simpler, simpler. But you also realize, right, I need that skill. Well, I don't have that skill. Okay, so now I know what skill I need to do next. Simplifies things. Again, this 80-20 sort of concept, simplifying everything, you know. And uh, and that's sort of – that's what I've just been using, the same sort of mental structure, dude, in that 16-week thing that I did, right. Um, I, I met – I did a lot of traveling. I met a girl. She was great. I came back to Australia, a long-distance relationship. She's living in New York. I mean, one thing leads to the next and I'm like, well, hell, I really like this girl. Um, if I if I want to have a, a proper relationship with her and she says she's going to come traveling with me, if I'm going to travel with this girl, she's going to tell her parents, this woman, she's going to tell her parents that, you know, she's just finished college and she wants to go and travel with some Australian that she met. Her dad's going to fucking hate me. He's going to hate my guts. Right. So I thought I've got to solve this problem. So I flew over there for a long weekend, met her parents, said, hi, I'm the Australian guy she's going to come traveling with. And then we went and did this traveling thing. And then, um, you know, she came to Australia for a while. I went and lived in New York. Well, I didn't live in New York. I stayed in New York a lot, did a lot of traveling. And, um, and one thing led to the, to another man where we were at a point where we decided, Screw it. We both love traveling. We've traveled so much now already in our lives. Let's just do it full time. So then again, another sort of shedding beliefs, shedding things. Do I really need this stuff? Could I live out of two, two suitcases? Could I, what, what could I do? How could I, you know, what would I see my parents, you know, um, what priorities do I have? I remember going back to Australia once and seeing my folks I was like, I haven't seen you guys for a while. And, um, you know, you're getting older. I've got to make a decision to travel back and forth from America, from America, from wherever we are in the world. I've got to at least come back to Australia three times a year. We're going to go see my girlfriend's parents at least three times a year, two or three times a year. It's going to cost money. Okay, I'm going to need I'm going to need a chunk of money just for travel. How am I going to do that? How am I going to achieve that? Again, another anchor. You know what I mean? You throw it into the future and it drags you forward. Simplifying all your decisions. Simplifying, you know, what you want to do. Um, I don't know where that fits in, but, but I, I see it as part of my, my, um, my ethos, you know, the 80 20 thing to just make life simpler and be happier and do more fun stuff. You know, it's really important. Um, and it started back in a time when I was okay before dawn, get up, work out and not getting to bed till 11 and doing those type of days consistently for a long, long, long time same mentality though, you know? Mm. Yeah,
0: man, that's, that's so like, that's so cool though, because, um, you know, it's, I think a lot of times we, we, we mess up in, uh, we overcomplicate things, you know, because we think that there's so much gray, right? Like there's very little black and white. It's all Mm. gray. And because, you know, I, I, it's like, it's our way of, and you probably experienced this too, like with your clients, you know, a lot of us want to stay stuck in this place to where we can rationalize everything that we're doing, like right, wrong, and mm-hmm. like we can rationalize all of it. And it's, it's being able to just break yourself of that because I mean, clearly you had to, right. Like you had to, you had to unpack a lot of that stuff just to where just like, you know, the simpler, the better, the simpler, the easier everything is, and and now all of a sudden I find myself more happy, more fulfilled, um, because you know I've, I've said this before. I think a lot of a lot of us get in trouble trying to chase happiness and excitement instead of trying to chase yeah. what makes me feel fulfilled. You know, where, what
1: am I yeah. content with? Yeah, big time. Yeah, and that break, breaks it down to like your daily stuff. Like, what what do I like to do? Well, I I love. You know, I love audio books. Okay, cool. So let's get a bunch of them. What else like? Well, I like I like being able to, you know, um, which obviously we're traveling a lot and we're we're in Vietnam and I mean the the, the countryside is beautiful. The beaches are incredible. The food scene is amazing. Like I love meeting people. I like going to craft beer bars and letting loose and just drinking and meeting locals and having big conversations. And like once upon a time, it would have been frowned upon, Pat. that You can't drink, especially in the religious upbringing thing. Um, but even, even later in, you know, when I sort of let a lot of that, I was able to let a lot of that religion go, it's still, you don't drink too much pack. It's not good for you. And, and ABC reasons. And now I'm like, fuck that. I love drinking. I love the drinking culture. However, I also love my body and I love having a strong body and I love having clarity of mind. Okay. So I've got a, I self-awareness. I love these things. So how am I going to, how am I going to balance that? You know? How am I going to balance that? Okay, so uh, I can't be doing this all the time, right? And uh, I think a lot of people don't allow themselves that shit, man. They'll wake up and they've got a lot of pressure. If you've got a lot of pressure and you've got responsibilities, I understand, and you've got to find different ways to have that outlet. But once you get that shit under control and there's nothing pushing you anymore, there's no dire consequences crushing it down your door, scaring the shit out of you. Once you don't have those things anymore, what kind of life do you want? what, what, what kind of experience would you like? You know, what, what do you want to do with your afternoons? What do you want to do with your nights? What do you want to do? What countries do you want to see? What people do you want to meet? What, like, what do you want to do? And that scares the shit out of most people just thinking, what do you want to do? You mentioned before, like, once you realize, you you, you know, you, you got choice, you got choice. Yeah. You can choose what you want. Um, yeah, man, it, it, this I, I love this topic because it's the kind of thing that um, you work with, you work one on one with clients, and you and you realise that they have got a lot of stuff. Most of it's in the head, you know, headspace stuff that really clogs things up. But 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 when you can help change someone's life, and you realise that oh, their marriage is getting better. Uh, that you know they're doing. I'm seeing more fun stuff happening in their life, all because I was able to help them get their fucking marketing working and get some more clients and get their shit working. You know, that's, that's fantastic, man. That's what we do it for, you know?
0: Yeah, no, that's huge. I, uh, you know, actually, it's funny you said that, you know, talking about like, what do you want your life to look like? What do you want your experiences to be like? What That kind of thing. I actually had a, I've, I've got a client that's up for renewal uh, for another like package session, another three months of working together. And so I sent him a question last night. I was like, you know, I'll, I'll put the invoice together. I'll send it to you. I was like, in the meantime, though, I need you to be thinking about this for the next three months by the time we get to the end of it. What do you want your life to look like in the next three months? And I stopped like that's a huge shift for me because I used to ask like, like, how much how much weight do you want to lose? Like what size clothes do you want? Like, you know, how consistent do you want to be with your stuff? And I just like I shed all that just recently, like since the new year, and I said, What do you want your life to look like? Because I've learned thanks to my clients that the less I focus on the 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 fitness bullshit culture. And I right. shift more to like, look, I'm going to help you transform your life, but it's going to be through the discipline of the fitness aspect, and then right. you see it trickle out into everything right. else. So um, how can we start there? And then all of a sudden you realize like, "Oh man, I've got a lot of mental bullshit I need to overcome to get where I want to be. And then we start asking more questions. And then now it's to the point where he's like, he's like on renewal number three, like we're we're coming up on half a year working together. And he's just, and I'm just, I told him, I said, what, what do you want your life to look like? And then, then I can reverse engineer what I need to try and do for you to help you get there and along the way and support that and make sure you're on track.
1: Yeah, when the time comes, you'll get in the weeds with him. When the time comes, you'll, you know, you get full strategic or full, you know, um, uh, figuring out how to execute something better. You could, th- all that stuff is there. It's not hard. You just got to jump in and do it. But the big picture, the stuff that changes life, that's a great question, man, that actually changes people's lives is what do you want this to look like, you know? And th- that's, but a lot of people never, are never, they've never asked that with any sincerity. And they've never thought about it before. And, and it's, it's, it's a very confronting thing to have to think, what do I want my life to look like? Okay. Well, you know, I, my girlfriend and I were about to go through a period of, um, she's going, we've been in Vietnam right since the lockdown. Now Vietnam closed their borders to the world and we've basically had, except for, you know, one little spate, we've basically had no lockdown, um, There's no COVID. We've got total freedom. So we've been able to, we only intended to spend two months here, but we've been able to spend so far 12 months. So we've traveled everywhere. It's been incredible, right? That's kind of come to an end soon. My my girlfriend has some work in a different country and she needs to go there. Now, as soon as she leaves the country, she can't get back in. So herein lies the challenge. It's a great opportunity, and I think she should do it, um, and I support her 100% in this. But it means that we're going to have to leave. We're going to have to leave this like safe place that's beautiful, like a paradise, and uh, and we're going to be we're going to have to move and 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 change that. Now, <laughs> I'm not going to see you for probably about five, maybe six or seven weeks, depending upon where we end up next and where you know, if there's quarantine and things like that. Okay. So that's the scenario. Right. And then today I'm like, I know what she's going to, where she's going to go. And I know what she's going to be doing. And part of her job involves, you know, testing and eating a lot of different meals and in, in enjoying certain lifestyle, lifestyles, right. That if a person does that every now and then they're okay. But if they did it for five weeks straight, what's that going to do? And I, and I said to, I said to my brother on the phone today, I'm like, I don't want to see Katie in in five or six weeks, my girlfriend. I don't want to see her and then be like, You know, and her look at me and go, What the hell happened to you, man? Did you have you just been eating and drinking your way through, you know, the last five weeks, six weeks in Vietnam? Or is she going to look at me and go, This is, I'm impressed by this person. This is, this, 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 like, I'm proud to have this guy as my boyfriend, as my partner, as the person who I go through life with. So I'm thinking that about myself. And I made a joke with my girlfriend today, like, you know, what's it going to be? She goes, Well, I I don't want it. I don't want you to look at me and see that, you know, a, a, a big ball rolling towards you after consuming copious calories day after day after day. But it's something to think about. And it goes back to what I said before, like what do you want it to look like by this date? What do you want to look like? You know, what, and not just physically, but what do you want your life to look like? And, um, you know, this is a simple real life example of, well, I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to do that to be this kind of person that I want to be. I'm going to have to do that. Okay, great. Mm, It's made a bunch of decisions for myself that I don't have to think about now. You know, and with your clients, right? So a lot of what you do is helping them transform their bodies. Okay. Um, Now there's that book by Maxwell Maltz, Psycho Cybernetics. You've read that? Psycho -Psycho Cybernetics. It's fantastic. It's like... Yeah. It's like one of the, I, I, the first time I heard it, I, I put it on audio. It's like, uh, maybe I think it's very, it's a very long book, but I listened to it nonstop for an entire year in, in my car. That's all I had in my car. And I didn't care who you were. If you were in my car, we, that's what we're listening to, we're not listening to music, we're listening to fucking psycho cybernetics and it will change the way you think about everything. It's fantastic. But he talks about it in that he's a, a plastic surgeon, right? And he talks about how, what got him thinking about was he could help someone change he could help someone change their appearance, and then he'd see them for a follow-up, you know, a checkup, you know, six months later or something like that, and he'd realize that their their whole life has now changed because of their appearance. So he became fascinated about it and looking about what goes on in the mind when you're when your self changes, right? When your appearance of yourself changes, so that's what it comes down to. So my question is: as you are helping people change their bodies, change that what they're looking like to the world, um, what are the main you obviously you see people change there also their life changes as well because of it. Right. But what are the ones where, where they change their body, but they don't actually, they still got these massive roadblocks that they can't push through. Where, where do they lie? What belief systems do, do they fall under? Where are those objectives? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I think what I've found is that in those people, they're, they're really good at compartmentalizing, you know, and, and, they can see just like separate versions of themselves based on the task. And, and it's like, they don't let it, they don't let it kind of like bleed out across the board. So when it comes to, you know, they see, they see the workouts as an opportunity to escape. Right. So like that's, that's another mask they can put on and and hide Uh behind. And then they find out like, I'm still miserable. So, like let's figure out how can we now use the workout session as a chance for you to prove to yourself that you can face hard shit and still overcome it and and use yeah. it as a time to like just you know process everything that you're feeling, everything that's weighing yeah. on you, whatever, and instead of trying to like use it as a distraction, let's use it as your own like therapy session because as you yeah. as you ruminate on these things and you think about it while you're you're pushing yourself physically there's this, there's this weird combination that happens of, all right, if I can overcome this physical thing, then I'm proving to myself also I can overcome any obstacle. But the yeah. thing, cause I've done it too. I've done it to where just like, I got super fit, super shredded, super healthy. I was also super depressed. I was stagnating uh, financially, professionally right, everything, right. And, and relationally. And, and I realized like, okay, I was using that as a means to try and compensate and escape then instead of using it as yeah. a way to try and better myself so I
1: could improve across the board. Yeah, it's great. It's interesting to think about the, the trying to get, trying to move our clients forward, you know, and struggles that we have when we come up against stuff and, you know, I mean, I, I think what occupies my mind when it comes to clients and moving people forward is where I've failed, where I was unable to get the result for the client that I said I'd get for them, you know, and, and then the work that you do to try and figure out how, how come like all well, the pieces were there, we, you know, we were in the weeds together. We, we, the results should have been there, but now later on, now they've been doing this for a while, been consulting for a while. Um, I had some pretty big, decent gigs, um, you know, running fractional CMO, um, for some decent sized companies. Um, and they're doing this now what I'm doing, helping the individual people run their own business, get their own business up and going with coaching slash consulting. Um, you, you realize that every opportunity is not necessarily an opportunity you should take just because somebody has booked a phone call with you. does not mean that you should work with those people, you know, you know? So again, you start being a bit more selective you know, not just people in your life or friends or family who may be toxic or maybe, you know, maybe uh, you know, negative or maybe going through some stuff right now that is is really not, not healthy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that anybody who goes through something bad shouldn't be there. I think you should help as many people as you possibly can. But even clients, you're taking on clients in your life, man. You only have enough room in your, in your head for a certain amount of clients, you know. You know are they, they going to get the... Yeah. The best parts of, of that, or are they going to get, you know, just the a bare ration, you know? Yeah.
0: And it's, it's crazy. The, the point that you made with, um, you know, like I said, you get more selective and, and I've, I've approached now, I've shifted my, my sales call mentality to, I need to close this sale to like, I need to, I just want to make sure that there's somebody I can help. Uh, but yeah, yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. they're not, and I screen them to the point where I see like, all right, they're at the point where they've acknowledged, you know, kind of what's holding them back. And now they just know they need the push and the structure and the support. All right, sweet, right. we can work together. You know, um, if if you're at this place where you're just like, it's all just like, external, it's all physical. And it's very superficial. And there's no real just like visceral concern there that they have to just like, You know, like the people that go, I just want to feel better, you know, like, I just want to feel stronger about myself. Um, I want to feel more confident in how I show up and how often I'm able to show up as a good, good version of myself. You know, those are the people I'm like, all right, you're ready. You know, you're, you're ready. You're open, you know,
1: the, yeah, I can take you there. I can get you to where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's all about understanding, you know, it's, it's the trans theoretical model of the stages of change, you know, being able to understand like, all right, yeah. where are you at? Like, are you just like totally oblivious? Are you pre contemplative? Um, are you just unaware? Are you contemplating yeah. like planning? Like, are you, are you trying to, to do something and understanding where people are at and understanding, you know, like it's not, you know, I can't help everybody you know, some people are going to like come and go in that, that spectrum and understanding like, well, you're not ready yet. Like, I'm not saying I don't want to help you. I just don't think this is a good fit for you now. And here's what I kind of recommend some stuff to consider in the meantime. And then maybe down the road, like let's talk again.
1: Yeah. It's, it's funny too. Right. We think that we're growing our business. Okay, we're expanding. We're, we're getting. We're attracting clients. We're getting clients, and and we know that clients equal revenue. So, so we, so we already fundamentally understand the pieces have to be there, and so we know that marketing leads to sales. Sales leads to closing the sale. Then you have got to fulfill, right? Um, and in our particular businesses, fulfillment is getting people a result rather than you know other business I've been in where other business people are in where you're giving them an actual product. You know, so so you're giving them a result. You're not giving them necessarily a service, right? Because you can give people, you know, (laughs) personal training services, but they don't get the result that you wanted, that they wanted. Um, But when you're when you're doing this, you go through getting better at your marketing, okay? And then you go, I'm going to get better at my marketing. I'm going to figure that out, and I'm going to I'm going to tick those boxes, and I'm going to crack that nut. Okay, great. Then you start going, well, I've got to get better at my sales calls. Here's the thing though, that that the majority of coaches and consultants who are aiming for about, let's say you're aiming for anywhere between 10,000 to 30,000 a month. Let's say you're, that's what you're sort of aiming for, right? That means you can do that by yourself. You don't need to have a team. You can just do it by yourself. The challenge is people want to get better and better and better at their sales. So they do get better at their sales. They figure it out and they get good at their sales that ends up biting them in the ass because they end up selling people who shouldn't have fucking bought. Right. And, and you, you think that you're doing the right thing because I I closed the sale. But then at at some point you realize this is, you know, I'm, I'm just creating problems for myself. And, and so you don't need to be an extraordinary good salesperson. You don't need to be able to do that. You just need to be able to, like, as you said before, find out, can I help this person? You know, there's only, there's one, I got one, um, It's only ever happened once that I've been on a phone call with a potential client and I knew I could help them. And I wasn't able to close that sale. One, I remember the person's name. I know their face. I know the story. I know everything. Think about all the phone calls I've had. And I remember this one person and I've, I've thought about that person. I've, 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 that person's come to my mind. It's only happened once. Do I really need to get better at sales? Do I really need to do some sales work for that one client that I missed? Now I, I, that person has since reached back out to me, surprisingly, over time. And we may end up working together at some point. But still, I, I, the point remains you, most people are probably good enough at their sales. They don't need to do that. They're probably good enough at a lot of things. Um, and understanding, having self awareness to go, well, where do my priorities lie? What do I want to look like, you know, physically, in your industry with your clients? What do I look like physically? What, what do I want my life to look like? You know, what kind of person if I bumped into myself down the street, if I bumped into myself, what kind of person would I be? You know, I've done that exercise. I got that in my in my morning focus document that I don't use all the time. I only use it when I'm feeling like I'm a little bit lost, and I read that part of that document and it says, "What what kind of person would I be, would I be?" And um, one of it, a part of it says probably on the way to do something interesting, maybe go to the gym, maybe go into a bar, maybe go to meet some friends. Um, but also is more than likely able to shuffle plans around and have a conversation. And I'm like, how, how, how am I going to become that kind of person? How am I going to be able to incorporate that into my day? You know, we're talking schedules now, how are we going to do that? So then I, I started thinking, well, you've got to you've got to basically build flexi- flexibility into everything that you do. You know, that's the kind of person I want to be. So for anyone listening to this and and, and and if you've enjoyed this conversation, you know, that's a great question to ask yourself. Well, by this date, what kind of, pick a date, your birthday. Birthday's a good one or New Year's is a good one. Um, you know, what kind of, what kind of person do I do I want to be? What do I want my life to look like? What do I want my experiences of my day to look like? Do I want to get out of bed at five a.m. every day? Do I does that does that give me excitement, or do I want to be able to you know sleep in and wake up when my body just decides to wake up and and bounce around? Do I want to do that for six months? You know, you do whatever the fuck you want to do. It's your life, you know. Right now, my right now my choice is I like to go to the gym when when everybody else is not at the gym. so And that, that normally means right smack bang in the middle of the day. So I go to the gym and I've got free reign over everything. And I'm not for arguing with anybody for squat racks or deadlift area. So I, that's when I want to go to the gym. So what do I do? I, before that, I, I basically – I don't do any client work. I would have no appointments. I have nothing before, say, I don't know. By the time I'm done at the gym, it's like 2 o'clock every day because so I just made a decision a while back that – my mornings I can read, I can get up, go for a walk, I can get a book, I can, I can write, I can decide to jump in and do some training, I can, I can sit there and meditate, or I can hang out with my girlfriend, we can go get some, get some coffee, we can, like, that's the kind of lifestyle I want. I want that every day of my life. Awesome. Um, you know, when we were traveling all the time before lockdown, I only wanted to work twice a week, two days a week. And I learned pretty quickly that if you stack those two days next to each other, you get that synergy effect. Uh, at first, I was doing only Tuesdays and Thursdays, right? Working. Because what's the point of traveling if you if you're in a fucking cafe working your ass off all day? There's no point in doing that, right? So I'm like, we, we want to explore. We want to go see stuff. We want to go to restaurants. We want to go to late night bars. We want to find speakeasies. We want to go do all the stuff and taste all the flavors of the world. That's what we want to do. Okay, well I can't. Only, um, I want to max out my working in two days. Two days of working. That's all I want to do. And then at that point in time, I was like, okay, I'm going to, have to start early. I'm to start early. I have to finish late. I'm going to stack my calendar and get all my shit done in two days. How am I going to do that? I don't know. Figure it out. But that gave me, you know, five other days in the week to be traveling and experiencing and exploring. And uh, you know, I just think it's so powerful when you make a decision and go, what do I want my life to look like? What do I want my days to look like? And you can do that and you can have it. And you can then, you know, you can still you can still make a lot of money. You can still be putting you, know, you can still be investing in assets, you can still be growing you know, your, your real estate portfolio, you can still be putting money into shares, you can still be growing things and, and experiencing the, the benefits of having a financially successful life. But what's the point of doing any of that if you're not actively, weekly, daily, you know, living the exact life that you want to live? And if I was to leave anything with your listeners, I I would say, ask yourself those questions. What do do I want my life to look like? You know, and what do I want my days to look like? What what do I want my life to look like? It's super powerful, man. Super powerful. Yeah. You know, uh, hearing you
0: talk about that stuff, I'm sure my listeners are kind of thinking the same thing. They'd be like, man, like this guy sounds like he works with people. He sounds like my type of dude. Like, this is the type of guy that I'd want, you know, to help me out with some of my problems. Like who, um, you know, who is it that you
1: work with? I started working with anybody who wanted help with their business because I started in a different type of industry. But what I found a lot of coaches were reaching out to me saying, how are you doing what you're doing while you're traveling? Cause it looks like you're not working that much. <laughs> how are you doing that? Right? So, so I found myself in a place working with coaches and um and a couple of consultants but mostly coaches and honestly I, I love it i love it now i never wanted to be one of those guys that will help coaches you know who co- uh, i'm a coach who helps coaches I, I never wanted to do that but the leverage power is incredible you help someone get you know anywhere between 10 and 100 100 clients a year Um, and if you get if i get like 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 of those types of clients myself in a year my ability to help was so many more people just skyrockets so that's what i do i I, lo- I just love helping coaches and and um and consultants you know use get their marketing sorted once and for all just just fucking get it done so that you now have a machine you can turn on if you're expecting it to be quiet because of seasons or whatever, you've got, you've got levers, you can, you can can pull to make, to keep leads coming in, to keep the right type of people, you know, in your orbit. Um, And so that's the kind of people that I help. I help that type of stuff. And um, yeah, man, it's great. It's great. If people want to reach out and connect, um, just connect with me on Facebook. My last name is a very interesting one. Once you hear it, hear it said out loud, you'll never forget what it is. Um So my last name is spelt, is pronounced Scro and it's spelt S G R O. So just, just uh, to just go to Facebook, search for Pat Swo, um P A T S G R O. And you'll find me there.
0: Pat, man, that's, that's awesome. And I, uh, I'm talking to the guys listening right now, like, um, if, if you're thinking like, man, I, I think I'd like to to work with somebody like Pat. Uh, if I just want to connect with somebody like Pat, uh, I guarantee just from, from what I know from him, just from this conversation, uh, from what I followed the last few months since we've connected on Facebook, um, I, I think you're going to find not only somebody that's going to transform your business, but they're going to help you kind of
1: transform your life as well with that 80, 20, uh, thought process. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Thanks, man. I've re- I've really enjoyed this conversation, dude. I, I had no, no idea which direction we'd be going. Um, but I hope it's been valuable and I hope your, your listeners have, have got some takeaways from this. Yeah. I, I would be surprised if they
0: didn't, you know, I am I'm, I'm happy with where it went. I just kind of, you know, I figured I'll hit, we'll hit record and start talking and just kind of see what happens. So, uh, I think, I think there's a lot of, a lot of nuggets in here for people to take away from. So, man, Thank you so much for your time. I know we went over a little awesome. bit. You need to start looking at getting to bed sometime soon. But uh, yeah, man, we'll definitely have to, uh, to catch up more often. Well, Pat, man, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate your time and, and what you're about. Um, you're a good dude.
1: So uh, keep it up. Thanks, man. I've enjoyed this conversation, dude. I'll, I'll, t- I'll keep in touch. All right, brother. So that's it for this episode of
0: Becoming a Better Man. If you found this episode helpful or interesting, something that you could apply to your everyday life, please post on your social media platforms what your takeaway was from this episode, as well as taking a screenshot with the tag, becoming a better man. So that way we can help spread the word on Instagram and Facebook and help get more men aligned with their purpose, trying to become better every day for themselves, their communities and their families.